Hey, my name is Alex, and you're listening to Lunchbox Radio. Now, before we get started, I want to thank everybody, everybody who's been listening to the last handful of episodes, because you guys have been listening to a lot of my podcast, and I really appreciate that. So, this week, we're going to be talking about... We're going to be talking about a, um... Manga. Technically, but as far as I can tell, there's only been one chapter out. And it will be an anime eventually. And that show is... That show will be named, and the manga is named, Burn the Witch. ザウィッチ。この世界が本だったなら、ページは私がめくりたい。く。一旦距離を離そうよ。分かってます。ウィングバインドが処理しますって勝手に言われるのムカつかない。ムカつきませんよ。それが仕事です。人外水用の存在。
And the reason why I'm talking about Bleach is if you aren't familiar with Burn the Witch or Bleach, they're both done by the same um, manga author. And the manga author previously had a much shorter run show called show and um, manga called Zombie Powder. And the author's name is Taikobu. And Taikobu, you can go watch um, Super Eye Passion. Super Eye Patch Wolf's um, um, episode of like the Fall of Bleach on his YouTube channel about this because he really does the best job uh, it, explaining it. But basically, Taikobu loved drawing really cool-looking shit, <laughs> like really cool-looking shit uh, in the in the frame of, like, what a 14-year-old would think was fucking rad. And <laughs> that works on a lot of guys. And he... His first his first show, Zomb um, Zombie Powder, his first manga, Zombie Powder, got turned into a show and was pretty... I mean, fairly successful, but had a pretty short, like, I think, 12-volume run. And then came Bleach. And if... And this is considered to be, this is something that is true of lots of manga of lots of manga authors. Lots of times, their first thing isn't the thing; it's their second or third. Um, this is true of Ayazawa, and oftentimes that's because of the way manga is published. You try and have an eye for what you can write as well as what will sell. And in terms of Ayazawa, she wrote. She wrote Paradise Kiss and became really well known for Paradise Kiss, but she also wrote Nana. You can hear about both on the um, in the podcast feed and whatever you're using to listen to me right now. But Nana was this Paradise Kiss was like a three volume manga, six episode anime in outdone, and but it was so stylistically unique that it spawned the fashion trend known as Goth Lolita. Like that, if you trace Goth Lolita fashion all the way back, it really, like, Paradise Kiss is the progenitor of it. And to a lesser, to a lesser extent, um, Neighborhood Stories or, um, I forget what the Japanese title of Neighborhood Stories is, but He's a, he's a fucking wild thing. Just, just like, so you can appreciate this. Neighborhood Stories, Paradise Kiss, and Nana, all three of the big Ayazawa things, all take place in the same timeline. Neighborhood Stories first, Paradise Kiss second, friggin' Nana third. <laughs> or I think Nana and Paradise Kiss might be happening at the same time. But it's like they all take place in one big, long story in one big long like timeline in the same version of Tokyo or in the same version of Tokyo the first time the way you know this the way this is a known thing is they all go to this restaurant called the Jackson Hole <laughs> which is a and this makes me so sad because covid and the world sucks but Jackson Hole is modeled after a real restaurant chain, first a real restaurant and then a real restaurant chain of burger joints in New York City 
called Jackson Hole. I think they're all closed now, which so blows because you go in those places and they look exactly like what is depicted in Nana, at least the original one. The other side ones, like the one down by the MoMA and shit, not really, but whatever. Moving on. Uh, and so manga authors off, oftentimes it's it's not always super clear what will be the big monster hit. And for Taikobu, Zombie Powder did okay. Okay enough to get an anime, certainly. But then Bleach happened. And Bleach, like, happened. I If you don't... The reason why it was considered... It, at the very least, it was considered one of the big three. At the very most... It, it is always it is always in consideration for like one of the big three to five shonen shonen slash shojo in the case of Sailor Moon anime to bring people into anime fandom, and it even though it's ended now, it still will. It still does, and there's lots of reasons for that, and I'll get into that in the future because in um later on in the episode because I think. Burn the Witch has some of those same things, although it is much less, um, it's much less concerned with conforming than Bleach was, than Bleach ever was. The thing that made Bleach so successful is that it is primarily a East Asian, specifically Japanese, themed world and feeling environment and story. You know, the Soul Reapers wear, you know, black, wear traditional black versions of Japanese, of traditional Japanese samurai garb. The, the, there is a, like, weird looping in of specifically Mexican and Spanish heritage into that show that happens at weird points where he's just like, what if we use Manos Grande? And what if we, what if Chad would just Hispanic? <laughs> and blah, 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 wrestling something, I guess, is the way I would probably explain that. But the reason why I'm talking about Bleach is be and the reason why I brought up Ayazawa in that, like, shared timeline is... Burn the Witch is Taikobu using the universe of Bleach, using the built-up thing of Bleach to expand into a story he might be more interested in telling. Because the, the, thing, with, the thing with the big, the big shonen properties is as soon as they start to drop off in popularity, it becomes this fight to keep them alive. Um, Shonen Jump Magazine had this program called Jumpstart, and if you n don't really know anything about that, you've not, you don't read Shonen Jump, or you read Shonen Jump, but you don't particularly pay attention to, like, the sections, things that started in Jump are, um, unfortunately, Act Age, um, I can't... I mean, I, 
things start in in um ju- in Jumpstart or Act Age. Um, there's a another one. There's another thing called Hi-Fi Cluster that started in Shonen Jump. But basically, it is kind of like a proving ground situation for up-and-coming manga artists slash up-and-coming manga, period. And they put all kinds of weird shit in Jumpstart. Like, stuff that lasts for five chapters, weird shit. And some of it wraps up and is glorious and great in five chapters. Some of it just cuts off, never see it again. What happened to that cool thing? Nobody fucking knows. It didn't do well enough. And, interestingly enough, when Shonen Jump decided to turn its app into a much more freeform thing, where, like, you you pay the $2 and you get access to the entire vault, it's, if you're not doing it, it's covertly the best deal on the on in the world for manga and anime fans. It's just the fucking best. You can watch, you can read most of everything that Shonen Jump has ever published just by signing up for this thing. Save a few like odd moments like the entire middle part of let's say the entire middle part of Demon Slayer. It's just fucking missing. It don't know why. Just missing. Um for no reason because like the middle part gone. Like once you get past what the movie will eventually cover, the um, the train arc movie. Once you get past that, it just like jumps to chapter one hundred and thirty-nine for no goddamn reason. I don't know why. But my concern with the Shonen Jump like restructuring of their app is stuff is interesting stuff would get seen less, and that's happened a little bit here and there. But by and large, it just allowed people like Slate, High Slate, to go cruising through that thing and find things like Chainsaw Man, which he loved, and which is like a very fucked up existential dread, awesome metal thing. Um, but it also allows them to do things like, like specifically Burn the Witch. Because in so um the author um the author of Naruto I forget his name and I suck for forgetting his name but the author of Naruto also did something similar he penned this new manga called Samurai Eight which is just it's just not good it just it. It's okay, but it's not good. It's not... It's not Naruto quality from the guy who made the Naruto. Which is, like, a problem. It And it's also not interesting or cool or saturated in... Or, like, sitting in the same world as Naruto from, like, just the left corner. Because that's what Boruto became. Boruto is basically, like... What if Naruto, what, like, what if we expanded the universe of Naruto? B- Boruto is Naruto's first attempt at expansion, and it's pretty successful. It's got hundreds of episodes, it's got, as far as I understand it, p- approaching 200 episodes of anime. That's pretty fucking successful. But, the thing is, is when 
Shonen Jump sees something not doing so good, it kind of cuts it off at the knees, unless it's Act Age, where the um, author was a shitbag and got arrested for it, and they cut that thing off at the knees because, you know, liability and association of art with artists, which is not necessarily super true, but given what the subject matter of Act Age is about, it is super sketchy to, like, have to relate that back to your... to the author and his fucking assholery because, ooh. But, the... So, basically, jumpstarts don't... Like, in the jumpstart universe, they don't, like, they either do well or they don't. But things like, um, Kobu's new thing, um... Burn the Witch, or, um, I think Kishimoto is the name of the Naruto guy. I should remember this. He's really fucking famous. Um, but Samurai 8 and Burn the Witch aren't subjected to that, because those author, those are authors that people go see just to be like, oh, what the, what the fuck got the author of Naruto to touch Japan again. He has all the money. And he's not like Ichiro Oda insane. Um, <laughs> or like, oh, it sucks that Taikobu that Bleach got cancelled because like, everybody thinks that Bleach wrapped up, but it did not, Bleach did not wrap up. Bleach got like, slow rolled to a finish line that was meeting it where it stood. <laughs> and that's, and if you go watch um, Super High Patch Wolf's um, video on the fall of Bleach, he talks about, like, the popularity numbers and, like, how weird that fucking show got. You want to talk about filler episodes. Holy shit. Holy, like, they would be like, I remember this time I ate a sandwich. 500 episodes later, they're back at the desert dealing with Arankar Aizen. What the fuck? Um, and it, it, it has the same filler quality as One Piece, but without the uh, necessarily imagination of One Piece, if that makes any sense. Um, and so Taikobu's like big, expansive, crazy fucking universe destroying manga stopped doing well. And he, it, it faded. And then, I want to say like, a couple years, like, years after the end of Bleach, he, he started dropping, Viv and him both, started dropping hints on Instagram. <laughs> like, weird, cryptic fucking puzzle pieces in your Instagram feed, and you had to go to his Instagram page to see the full picture, and they were using, like, one of those, um, tiling apps that helped you cut up your one image so you can spread across a bunch to make your Instagram spell, like, spell out like you suck when you go to the um, profile page. <laughs> but, I, so there was like all these like cool things that everybody's like, these are new drawings. Are we getting more bleach? Is that what's fucking happening? And like, lo and behold, we, we now have the, like on the horizon the, like, spin-off version of Bleach, which is, and I fucking love this, Can't Fear Your Own, Bleach, colon, Can't Fear Your Own World, which is, like, 
That's some anime titling, and I love it. I. <laughs> wow, thanks. I hate it. Um, <laughs> but he also released this thing called Burn the Witch. And Burn the Witch is a really fun dragon hunting manga. And it's so the premise of Burn the Witch is there's this high you at, at first you meet this high school at it, at first you meet this high school girl and she is this kind of aloof high school girl, but then she, you know, puts a coin in a slot in a wall and jumps out of London to reverse London, which is where she does her job of hunting dragons. And when I say dragons, I don't mean big, scary, like, Aragorn. I mean, like, deers with wings and shit. Like... Kinda, kinda just Pokemon. Kinda just whatever Taikobu wants to draw, is a, is a dragon. And if you've seen later episodes of later chapters of Bleach, he comes up with some wild-looking shit, and that does not fail in this in this show at all. But one of the things that I know. Bleach thrived on, and I think that um, Burn the Witch, the, the anime series, will thrive on as well, is that he, Taikobu has an amazing design sense. And what I mean by that is his characters have this, have really icon, have this really iconic look to them. They're, they have, they have a really anime aesthetic, while at the same time, not feeling plasticky, but also feeling super expressive. And, like, characters wear cool t-shirts. People wear really great outfits. If you go and you look at the captains for Bleach, like all the 12 captains, or even Ichigo, they all have this... They all have these very unique looks. Like, um... Take Kempachi for example. Kempachi has like hair with these big spiked hair with these tiny little black bells on it. He's got his like co-captain fucking sitting on his shoulder, and he's got this huge scar over his face, and just everything about him is like, this is fucking. You <laughs> we pour testosterone on the floor for two hours, and like. This human grew out of it. <laughs> and he he just was the most extra and was like whatever dude. And there's all kinds of cool ass themed character like almost themed characters that while they all work together, they all form this like they all form this very unique look, but also have their own thing going on. Part of the reason why Bleach, his last series, was so successful is because he created such a wide cast of characters that you could link, you could, like, attach yourself to any character you chose. And there was a character for everybody and, like, a, a waifu for everybody, a husbando for everybody. It was, it was done because probably he couldn't help himself, but also because 
but it worked out because it made the show a marketing gold mine. If you wanted a, you know, a, like, the, if you wanted to obsess over the captain of the, like, I think the captain of the third squad, who is, like, the healer lady, who is, like, the healer mom, you super fucking could. And, they, and in the anime, in the anime and in the manga, they chose to, like, highlight those characters and give them stuff to do. You know, um, Byakuya, Rukia's adopted older brother, doesn't just sit there being an asshole. Like, they give him fights to have, and they, like, give him... They give him great fucking intro moments where, like, all these swords fucking raised from the ground like trees all of a sudden and then explode into cherry blossom petals and murder people. It's great. But it so one of the reasons why I'm excited for Burn the Witch is they have it, it has a lot of the same qualities as Bleach and they did a great with the first with the original first chapter of Burn the Witch where they just like wrote this big weird this weird, like, 45-page chapter or something, they... You knew... you A, you knew it was Taikobu all along, but B, you're reading it and you're like, is this the fucking Soul Society? Is this, like, the Soul Society West Branch or something? And they show you this, like, broken WB sign, and they tell you, like, oh... This, 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 the people who hunt dragons and, like, contain dragons are called Wingbind. And you're like, that, that feels like horseshit. That, that feels like it's convenient. And at the end of the, at the end of the, of that chapter, which I'm pretty sure you can go find, although they may have taken it down because they put up a proper first chapter with, like, a full 58 pages of madness. Um... They they fixed the sign that says Soul Society West Branch. And <laughs> I love it. I love it. That means, for continuity's sake, the East Branch of the Soul Society is just burying souls to the Soul Society, you know, like, dealing with hollows, all this, like, shit that is now kind of commonplace and normal in anime fans' head. And then the West Branch has fucking dragons. <laughs> and it... I... I was thinking about what I wanted to do this week, and I was, like, sitting around, and I, I read the, um... I read most of the new chapter of, um, Burn the Witch... I, when I saw that it came out, I'm like, ooh, there's more of that? I kind of like that. Let's read this. And I struggled with the idea of doing something that is so incomplete and so in its infancy, but A, they just announced an anime about it. This thing, it's coming out every six days. They're going to, like, release massive chapters once a week, basically. And... They are planning to have enough for an anime about it by like twenty twenty by like twenty twenty one at least. Actually pretty soon I think. But it's just like it's this wild it, that 
think about that. That's wild. Most of the time, anime freak out and go bad when there's no manga they're pulling from. And they, like, launch into filler arcs. I mean, that happened to Bleach. He must just have stuff done he's not publishing yet. <laughs> Kobu. It, that's the only way I can see that it works. And also, because Taikovu has been doing this for so long, and he... It seems like he's having fun with this. The two main characters are almost like, um... Are almost... I would not... Fuck. What if this was true? What if the two main characters were Ichigo's sisters grown up? What if that was true? What if at some point, one of them gets a phone call and is like, Oh... We should go visit my brother and his wife, Orihime. Or, or our brother and his wife, Orihime. And you're just like, oh, fuck, wait, what? <laughs> and the thing I commend um, Burn the Witch on is something that you can give no credit to Boruto on. In that it it got the entire premise set up and out of the way. Before it was like, and during the Soul Society, ask questions about this for the next until we give you more, you peons. And that's really the way to do to use a like expanded universe. I mentioned early on in the podcast the like timeline of events, it, the like timeline for Ayazawa shows, and the things that link that timeline are. The Yadagaku Art Academy is uh, is a constant throughout that entire timeline, and you see older versions of the characters in each version and in each um sh- show after Neighborhood Stories. In Neighborhood Stories, you meet Mikako as the main character, and in Paradise Kiss, Miwako is Mikako's older sister, and Mikako just has her own fashion line. Like, she succeeded. She married Satomu, and she succeeded. Spoiler alert for Ayazawa properties. And then in... Um... Nana, in the back... In, like, the background of things, you see billboards for Happy Berry. You see Miwako, like, doing doing modeling work. I think you might even see a billboard with Hikari on it. (laughs) And that... Is this subtle way of reward? That's a, really, I think, one of the best ways to do fan service because it's not. It's not. It's not effectual. It's not something that n- you need to understand to get the most out of the story. It's a plus for people who have been there for a long time. It's a. It's a reward for those people dedicated enough to have watched Neighborhood Stories and then watched Nana and then and, and then watched Paradise Kiss and then watched Nana. Because it... But it never hinders you at any point. And not knowing who Mikako is does not affect your enjoyment of Nana. Nor does it affect your enjoyment of Paradise Kiss. Because all handles really well and it's all... Connect... It's all connected in the background but almost episodic in its in each like almost but it's divided in the series sense and I think if I had to guess 
Burn the Witch will be that. Burn the Witch will not be this constant callback to Bleach because I, I don't think Tycope was interested in that. I don't think, and I think he knows that people are interested in like, oh, the the just the this is in the same universe as Bleach, tangentially, not in reality, but not like in practice every episode, but tangentially. They're in the Soul Society, too. And also, I think it does definitely help that they have their own Bleach side thing, almost Boruto-esque, if you will, coming out that they announce, because, like, the Bleach weirdos, of which I can be one sometimes, can just go watch that thing. They can be like, oh, Burn the Witch is not for me, but this thing is. And that will let Burn the Witch exist on its own on its own merit, and it has a lot of merit. It has great it has like the like buddy cop duo situation with the two main characters is great. The side characters are like really good looking. The only thing I would say that is maybe not great so far in Burn the Witch, although I think they'll. I'm all but positive they'll expand on this, is their main premise is, like, dragons exist in the, wor- in the world, and it's dangerous to, for, human, for most humans to come in contact with dragons. A, they do not tell you why. They just tell you toxins. The fucking disease version of midichlorians. But they do say when... Somebody comes in contact with a dragon for too long, they become what's called a dragonclad. And they become, like, authorized to handle and deal with dragons, but they have to be careful around handling dragons around normal people in reverse London. And you don't know what that means, it's just there? And... I'm sure Tyke Kobo is leaving himself room to do with that concept what he wants, but I would just like a little bit more concrete info. <laughs> because the cool idea, it's like a, it's a cool idea that like, dragons, like, dragons do something to you physically. Imagine if like, petting your dog always gave you fleas. <laughs> it's kind of what it's like. And that, combined with the, like, really sharp, tight Kobu design sense and look, applied not to, like, an East Asian aesthetic, but a, like, Western European aesthetic, means, like, the characters wear these, like, British private school uniforms and have, like, Prince Albert plaid and like all this cool shit happening and they have this very British English look and feel to them in a way that they didn't that they just don't in um what's it called in Bleach or in Zombie Powder his previous thing and that means that it like it's a whole new dimension of like, oh, that's cool. That's a cool. That's a cool thing to draw. Tight 
Kobo Sensei. Um, but so yeah, if you if you haven't checked out Burn the Witch so far, it's got it, the the wait is kind of over. <laughs> it's publishing weekly, and you can go check it out. And if you and if you've listened to this because you're like, oh, is Burn the Witch just more Bleach? That's also coming, and I want I want to stress this enough. They very clearly they. I would wonder if Taikobu knew what he was doing when he what, when he came up with Burn the Witch because we all there was also Bleach and I, I feel like it was a fever dream. <laughs> Bleach ble, the like Bleach spinoff Don't Fear Your Own World can't fear your can't fear your own world is very clearly, like, it feels like it wasn't that he had both ideas sep- necessarily at the same time, but he wanted to have both ideas released at the same time, so Burn the Witch had a chance to stand on its own and not be roped into Bleach immediately, whereas Can't Fear Your Own World is a Bleach thing entirely. And the reason why I say that is because Boruto is a really interesting concept. It is it is asking the question of, okay, how do you continue a universe? How do you continue a shonen? How do you consider, continue one of the big five? Not change it or... How do you do the next generation of a big five show? Not continue it forever with the same characters like Dragon Ball Super did. Not just never fucking get to the point like One Piece will be doing until the day that they put me in the dirt and the fucking earth disintegrate. But how do you... How do you move to the next chapter? It's actually the best way I would... Um describe the thing that what Boruto is trying to do. How do you how do you be a series in the same universe immediately in the shadow of the original series of the original series? And I get the sense that Taikobu knows that Burn the Witch is so different that he doesn't want that for it. He doesn't want it to exist constantly in the shadow of Bleach. But he wants... He wants, for narrative purposes, the... the setting that Bleach can provide, and that is fine. You know, Osamu Tezuka had the star system, where he was just like, I'm gonna name this this Blackjack character John and put him in Phoenix. Why the fuck not? And... Like, it's not, and lots of lots of creators have the star system for the record. Uh, use this, use that, use the star system for the record, and that has its own pluses and minuses. But like I said, Taikobu wanted to use the background setting, the background architecture of Bleach, to 
be the base where he could put a new story on. A, like a completely, largely un, uh, unrelated story. And that's... It's hard enough to do spin-off episodes, or let, let alone spin-off shows. It's even harder to say, okay, same universe, entirely different thing. And I think that if... And I know, because when I read it, I was like, where's the bleach angle at first? I think that the... Whoever's in charge of, like, the publishing... the releasing the, like, anime division of Suecia is very cognizant of if we put a thing out by Tight Kobu, they're gonna think it's the Bleach thing. And unless we, like, have something to counter that, it's gonna have to be a Bleach thing. <laughs> and Tight Kobu was probably like, no, I, I have, like, I, I'm freaking Tight Kobu. I have stories for days that don't, that are in the Bleach universe. That just weren't made because you guys shut me up too quickly. Um, so I think he didn't intend to necessarily always release both Can't Fear Your Own World and Burn the Witch at the same time. But it helps both that they are coming out at the same time because Can't Fear, Can't Fear the Witch gets to be its own unique, interesting thing, and, uh, not Can't Feel the Wish, god damn it, god damn it, Burn the Wish gets to be its own interesting thing, and Can't Fear Your Own World gets to be that extension, possible, like, next chapter, to Bleach. Which is something people have been asking since the end of Bleach. I don't know why Bleach was like this like I said earlier on in the episode, Bleach became this sprawling, over, overbearing, bloated thing at the end. And the reason why... It so there's a problem with the Shonen model. And it is always a problem and it always will be a problem. It will be a problem with My Hero Academia. It was a problem with Naruto. It was the it was the problem with Naruto. It was the problem with um it was the problem with um Dragon Ball Z. It continues to be the problem with One Piece. It becomes a Ouroboros almost of a snake eating its own tail constantly because these shows only get to continue if they're popular. But because they're popular, they have to continue. And what that looks like is if you are very meticulous, if you're very fucking meticulous, you know where you're going and you, you figure out where your start is and where your end is and you, figure, and you give yourself some leeway in the middle to be able to squash and stretch the storyline. That's kind of what, if I had to guess, One Piece is fucking doing. But in the case of something like, let's say, Dragon Ball Z, um, Toriyama had the beginning, knew what he wanted the ending to be. The ending that he wanted originally was Cell. But in between first episode of Dragon Ball and the, and the end of the Cell game, 
for Dragon Ball Z, that show got so massively popular that it had to continue. Like, it, it, what, it became a cash cow. And once you're a cash cow, once your show is a cash cow, you don't really have full ownership of it anymore, especially in media. It, become, it, becomes, it becomes its own brand. And the brand must continue and be maintained. And Toriyama left um, Dragon, Ball Z, Dragon Ball until Dragon Ball Super because of that. And if you've noticed, when you, you look at Dragon Ball Super, that's when all the weird shit comes back in. That's when all the weird, like, Toriyama moments come back in, is Dragon Ball Super. Because he comes back and he's like, let's name this girl after Kale, let's make her a Super Saiyan. It's been, it's time. <laughs> you know, all these very specific Toriyama moments happen in Super that didn't happen between Super and, um, and basically the Boo Saga because he was fucking gone. <laughs> And that chunk of Dragon Ball Z, which is most of that chunk, is, it is the nightmare. It, the worst thing that can happen to a shonen show is it produces something in the mold of GT. <laughs> if you produce, like, a GT variant of your show, you have officially screwed the pooch and... It, there is no God left for you. I can't help you. But the way to avoid that is to satisfy the section of your fan who are looking for that. Who are looking for some continuation. I, and But also, you have to have the, like, brain space and quite... I hate saying this. I'm not going to... Courage. God damn it. Um... Not courage, really, but have the balls as a creator to say, what I made is really great. What I made made me who I am. What if I just made something fucking different? And what if I... But also, what if I committed to it at the same levels I committed to um, the original thing that I made that made me famous? And that's what Burn the Witch feels like. That's part of the reason why um, Samurai 8 just doesn't feel good or didn't feel good. I think it's canceled now. Um, <laughs> because it just... It doesn't have the same feel as Naruto did. It, it, like, it, it feels much... It doesn't feel like it's defining itself. It feels like other things have defined it. And Burn the Witch is a show that defines itself and says, this is what I am. These are the rules for this universe. You do not know what this is. Fucking stare at me. <laughs> and uh, there's a, I want to be clear. It takes a lot of... By, by being a creator who does something like that, you're taking a lot of risks. You're taking a lot of risks that it just won't, it just won't fucking do well. It won't, it won't go well for you. For example, 
look at the creator of Death Note. What was his next thing? If you don't know, or you do know, you're just like, ugh. It was Bakuman. Or Bakuman, one second. And Bakuman was a manga about writing manga. And it was terrible. <laughs> the only redeeming thing is that they gave us like character designs that like horny doujinshi artists can like rip off for the rest of time. <laughs> but that thing is boring as shit. It got an anime because the industry has a pipeline, but <laughs> it it's not it's not good. It's it's not good. It's boring. It makes me want to take a nap. But that's because the the thing that helped that makes Death Note stand out from the crowd is its ridiculous amount of suspense that it pumps into everything. I mean, you watch Light Yagami eats a bag of chips like the world is going to end. <laughs> because it might. And his... Uh, that... Off that mangaka's art is beautiful, but that can't be the only thing. It just can't be. It it helps make your show a success when you can make beautiful shit. Absolutely. But it doesn't... It can't be the only thing. It, like, your art better be like, oh great levels of <laughs> insane and good and like mesmerizing to like sustain readers for for any period of time or else you're just going to fall off a bridge and you're going to you're going to fall on the ratings and you're going to get canned and the kind of genius about burn the witch Taikobu had that by and large but he still is like making a story that's interesting and he he spent enough time writing Bleach and being a mon and telling a story to have an interesting lead into a story. And because he is one of because he created one of the series that's considered to be one of the big five, he created a. He helped define the way anime is. As that anime and manga is. Shonen action anime now has moments that feel like Bleach. In the same way it has moments that feel like Dragon Ball Z or One Piece or Naruto. Or even Sailor Moon. It, as a result, because he has helped define the genre, he is really well equipped to bend it and manipulate it. And, like, play with it in a way that someone like, um, the author of Death Note is just not well equipped for an autobi- for a semi-autobiographical manga about making manga. Like, that, you would have to lift that to such heights that it just wouldn't, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't go well. And it didn't go well. Like, his solution for a motivating factor for manga was not, we want to be famous manga artists. 
That was the first thing. The second thing was, I want to smash. I want to smash that. I want to smash that lady. <laughs> I want to fuck this girl in my class. And it's just like, it just it, it didn't go well. So I'm really looking forward to seeing the Burn the Witch anime. I'm also looking forward just to see what the fuck they throw at the wall for the Can't Fear Your Own World because that's a great title. And I just want I want to do a episode about it. So if you like this episode, you can subscribe and whatever you're using to listen to me right now. There's two new episodes a week. Some some episode every third day you get an episode like this where it's talking about a property or a show. Every Sunday you get a more expansive episode that looks at the industry at large in a much less specific way than I did today. Today was I want to talk about Burn the Witch. Uh, there's not a lot out there for it, but what's out there is interesting. But it, because of the author, has all of this history wrapped up in it, so I'm going to talk about that too. But on Sunday, I usually do what I call the Sunday edition, and that is a much more informative, much more industry-centric it comes with like links and recommendations every week, so go check that out if you're a new subscriber or an old subscriber who maybe missed the Sunday episodes. I don't know why. Um, but I have been Alex, and you've been listening to Lunchbox Radio, and I will talk to you on Sunday.